the Kilmore Classic and Lighthouse way too good. Gonna light the sun, gonna keep on rising. Hello everyone, welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly. I'm in Canamble this morning ahead of the final qualifier for the country championships. We'll have a wild card next week, but this is the Western District's champs to qualify horses, two of them, into the big grand final worth half a million dollars at Randwick on day one of the championships. Uh, yesterday at Rose Hill Gardens, it was Coolmore Classic Day. Kieran Maher, David Eustace, Jason Collett with Lighthouse uh, was one of the stars of the show, but it was a great meeting overall. Ten races to look at them all. With me at Rose Hill yesterday, Ron Duffersey and Corey Brown. Yeah, Greg, and uh, obviously Lighthouse was the big uh, star of the show, winning the Group 1, or was she? Was it the party boy that's out every weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Shelby 66, a great call by Darren Flindell, I must say, and uh, what a story that is, to, uh, Corey. You're one of the original party boys. Yeah, I'm one of the originals. <laughs> no, I just thought it was great, you know, like he, he's, he's become the people's horse. Um, Oh, I just think he's an absolute superstar. Will he back up again in a week's time, or where's he going to go? Well, they say the Galaxy, Greg. They say the Galaxy. I don't think he's eligible now for a country championships. This horse couldn't qualify for the country championships at Nowra only a few weeks ago. His benchmark rating wasn't high enough. Now he's gone uh, close to beating uh, Eduardo, and he's won a Morris McCartan yesterday. That in a moment. First of all, let's go to the Coolmore Classic, and this was Lighthouse, an imported American mare, uh, trained by Kieran Maher and David Eustace. A bit of an experiment that has paid off big time. Yeah, I reckon, and uh, haven't they done a great job with Amara and Eustace? She's been up a long yeah. while, and she's just showed that level of consistency all the way through, and to get her up and peak her up at a first time at 1,500 metres, that's amazing. She is a what we call a blue hen. When she goes to start, having that sprinting uh, and, you know, overseas pedigree to her, she's uh, she's going to be worth a fortune um, as far as in the breeding barn. And not, not only that, she, she collects on the big stage here. Um, what are we going to say here? Mirror Vision was, well, she peaked up on a grand final day and did a good job. Hinged is probably looking for a bit further. And, yeah, look, um, I think Promise of Success yeah. was huge. I think it was the run of the race, to be honest, because all day they weren't making ground, Ronnie. Nothing really come from back off them. Um, poor expat probably had to do a little bit too much work. Um, young Tommy Sherry didn't get the soft lead that he, he, he wanted, but um, but yeah, I thought Promising Success was the run of the race coming from back where it did and coming around them. Um, Rachel, from the barrier, had no luck, had to go back and tried to get in, but had no luck getting in, but I just thought the way she run through the line was super. Yeah, it was run of the race stuff. You've got to expect that when you're backing back markers and, yeah. and they draw wide. So I, I think we all knew, all of us that were on her, uh, yeah. that she, she was going to have to go back, yeah. find the right back to follow, and it... It just didn't unfold yeah. the way you wanted it to unfold. In retrospect, maybe you should maybe try and come through the middle, but you're only clutching at straws. It, it, hers was the total for, uh, you know, frustrating run in the race for connection. She peaked up on the right day and they didn't get the things go their way. Yeah. Uh, let's go and hear from uh, Kieran Maher and also Jason Collett. First time we took her to the, to the races, she was very excited, very, yeah, she, she took a bit of calming down and and the more runs she has, the better she's got. And um, the, uh, she's always been pretty consistent. <laughs> she's been a bit of a dream, really. It's unbelievable. She's been placed in Group 1s and she's worked all the way up to winning one. It was sort of meant to be. Yeah, it was a bit. Well, she's a very, very honest horse. Uh, very easy to train. We don't have to do much with her. The team have done a good job. Uh, she spent a lot of time down at the beach and um, ticking over. She had some joint surgery before she came, so... Um, no, they've done a great job. Yeah, look, I had perfect run. Um, I probably wanted to be a touch, you know, just behind the speed, but there was a couple that were just too quick and ended up getting into a good spot. And, like, when I pushed the button, I really, I quickened nicely and even got to the front of the furlong and, and went, well, well, I could be in trouble here. But, look, just had enough break on them. Good, some sort of training performance. What's that, sorry? Some sort of training performance. But yeah, like I said, it's, you, you go back and you look at it and... Yeah, I think it was late late November, December, and, and as they alluded to just before, they've, they've gone through the grades, and 
um, you know, found, found a really suitable race here and yeah, very good effort. I'm very thankful for the ride. Uh, it was uh, Jason Collett's third Group 1 of his career and combined in training partnership, Kieran Ma and David Eustace have now won 13 uh, together. Then we went to the far lap, Duff and Corey. It was all about fangirl. Chris Waller had dominated this race, uh, something like six out of the last seven years with horses like Winx and Very Elegant and Hungry Heart and Unforgotten on an Oaks path, many of them. Uh, the same with Fangirl. She was sent out a very short price favourite, but she couldn't get the job done yesterday. Yeah, and I think the sectionals uh, told the tale here. It was the quickest last 600 of the day, including the short course races. So to the eye, I thought, oh, OK, he's rolled along OK, uh, Mr Mozart. But when you pull it apart, he, he absolutely canted and got a rest mid-stages, which made it impossible for these back markers, uh, I must say. So it's a big return to, to form for him, considering he'd run last in his two runs back for a, from a spell. She's just looking for a dry track, never been kissed. Um, he's ticking along well, character, for the longer races there. And look, I think we've got to be a little bit forgiving. Disappointing, $1.60. Uh, but we're working with these tracks that these, you know, this is, it was pretty heavy there yesterday. Yeah, the, all the boys were saying it was very testing the track, like it wasn't kicking up much but they were getting right down into it. They said the fence was oh, like quicksand when you got anywhere near the fence, I know they didn't go there any part of the day. Um, I thought never being kissed was strong, was yeah. good, you know, um, obviously had to hand up the lead, prefers to lead, but um, young Regan Bayless, he was really happy with the run, I think next time out it'll be Really hard to beat. And how fitting, uh, Pike winning the far lap, so <laughs> we should have known. I never thought about that. <laughs> how did we not pick that up on the day? Let's go and hear from Pike and also Michael Hawkes. He's raced well here at the past and look, that was the, the plan for Willie just to take his time to get to the front. I thought they were going to roll along a little bit more than what they did and then when he sort of kept rolling and got to the front I thought wow and he got to the 500, I'll tell you what, when he gets out in front he actually loves doing it and he just kept rolling and the heavy track probably helped him and he's a winner. It was just trying to keep the horse happy and uh, where I was wasn't working so I ended up striding to the front and he was a lot happier there but um, I don't know, he kept running. Okay, uh, let's, um, let's have a look at the the run of, uh, we're going to go Pretty Amazing first. Okay, we've got Gypsy Goddess coming up as well. Pretty Amazing at Kembla Grange. Now this Oaks market just turned right around uh, yesterday after the defeat of Fangirl, uh, the win of Pretty Amazing at Kembla and also the win of Gypsy Goddess uh, down there uh, up there uh, in Brisbane. So let's go to Pretty Amazing first at Kembla Grange winning the Kembla Grange Classic. Yeah, she was pretty strong uh, coming from a long way back and, and doing the job pretty well. So I think they're, they're both promising horses, the, the first and second over the line here, these fillies. They look like they'll stay. Um, pretty amazing, maybe more like the 2,000 metre type of horse and uh, hoping your heart might be more of a, an oak sleeper coming into this race. But you can see her just coming right down the outside here and uh, she's got a nice little record now, still lightly raced and, and the other uh, filly... Uh, hope in your heart comes through the middle here and looks a real staying type of horse. So it's always a good race this and one we should take note of and the strong ones and the right horses were run one two there. They, they they look the emerging types as far as coming into the you know the, the group racing in Sydney. Uh, but this performance catapulted Gypsy Goddess into favouritism for the Oaks. She returned yesterday over a mile. We're going to see her in the Vinery, and then her big assignment is the Australian Oaks. Um, we're just waiting for that replay to come up. I think we've got a few technical difficulties there. Let's put the market up first of all, and then we'll go to that race of Gypsy Goddess. $6 she is now for David Van Dyke. Pretty amazing at $8. And Fangirl, she's drifted out to 11 uh, Hinged is also at 11 there were a couple of quotes there uh, yesterday uh, from uh, David Van Dyke. He is in no way hiding his uh, his belief in this filly. Uh, he is he's going to sing it from the rooftops. How good this girl is, Gypsy Goddess stuff. Yeah, look, she's five from five now, and she was brilliant again yesterday. 
Uh, she ran very fast time in comparison to a weaker race over the so same distance and there's a lot to like about her. Um, if, if you just see her, just ar the arrogance of this win, uh, where she just, you know, he's just kidding on her out wide there. He just says, okay, uh, let's let her just stride past them here and away she goes. So A little bit of six home too. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, that's all it was. So she can, she's got some lungs on her. Um, you know, it's hard to line them up because you don't, you know, these three old fillies can just jump out of the ground out of, you know, maiden class just like that. But she's five from five and I don't... Oh, you know, it's a long way to like go. There's on. plenty of upside to her. Yeah, there is. Yep. There is. Uh, David knows what a good horse is about, and if he's talking her up, we should listen. It was Australian Cup Day uh, yesterday at Flemington. The Newmarket Handicap was also run. Uh, Bill Collins roared out, goodness gracious me, when Dandy Andy won an Australian Cup. What would he have said when Rock and Horse won at ridiculous odds in the Newmarket yesterday? Well, there was obviously the, the, they, they got it wrong. Everyone was thinking down the middle, which can yep. happen at Flemington. Yep. And then all, all, you know, what you do is all the long shots try the inside and hope for a break. It's happened before. Yeah. It'll happen again. And when one, two, three, four across the line at the SP profile that they had, it has to tell you something. Yeah, it was like a travelator over on the inside. Um, fast ground, you know. That's where you needed to be, simply. Yeah, simple as that. You know, 100 to 1 chance. But even now, well performed mare, I must say. And uh, the Kiwis really run well there, first and fourth or fifth. $126 for the win, $17 the place, the second horse paid $15 the place, the third horse paid $7 a place, the Quinella paid $2,600, what did the trifecta pay? $93,000 in New South Wales, the first four $140,000 and the jackpot included. Um, there's the market for the TJ Smith stakes. Nature Strip's still at top of the market at 350 in front of Eduardo and uh, Home Affairs and, and Lost and Running. Let's go to the Australian Cup. Edward Cummings, uh, his grandfather Bart won the Australian Cup 13 times. He won a Melbourne Cup uh, 12 times, an Australian Cup 13 times. Edward is now on the board with Dewis. Yeah, and gee, he just picked the right race for her here. She's been flying in Sydney. She's just been beautifully presented. Beautifully trained by Ed. Uh, I read some stats that even though he's got 12 to catch Bart, his great-grandfather Jim run third in this race in, in the early 30s. I think his father, Anthony, has been placed in the Australian Cup. He's, he's, his brother, uh, James, has been placed in the Australian Cup. The whole family, it's been a, a race that they've contested. Yeah. And, uh, well, he's running second now behind Bart in front of the rest of the family. <laughs> so she's a good filly, and she can come to the uh, mayor, and she can come to the Tancred now and... And I think uh, that's a lovely race for yeah. her. Uh, it's a good ride by Joshy Parr as well. It's a beautiful ride. Running the race at the right time, it's good. Well, she's $18 for the Queen Elizabeth Stakes with very elegant atop that market on day two of the championships. We've got Anna Moen, Zaki and Think It Over. Converge is being mentioned in that conversation. It's been announced that Converge will contest the uh, Doncaster after going either through the Ryder or the Rose Hill Guineas. They haven't decided uh, that yet, but we'll know uh, on Wednesday when the acceptances come out. Uh, let's go to the uh, Sky High Stakes now, a, uh, a wet tracker as Joe Pride calls him, a noted wet tracker, Stockman. He won a maiden on a good track, and he uh, he hasn't liked them ever since. Yeah, that's right. He's just a ripper horse. He, he just uh, no, a ripper horse on the wet. So Joe knows him like the back of his hand, and nice to see him put a, uh, another win on the board. I think there's a bit of, bit of a team of wet trackers here. I'm convinced he's a wet tracker as well, Mount Popper. He just... Um, just doesn't help himself yeah, he, getting himself into a oh, tiff. He was, a, he, he was awful yesterday. He's like jig jogging and bouncing around the enclosure, and he had a muck lather of sweat all over him. He just doesn't do himself any favours. No, I think Great House is going well uh, for the longer races. Um, Skylab was okay. Um, yeah, he gets a pass mark there as well. And Laboul is looking, he looks a, a real stay, but he's got to start you know, relaxing a little bit better than what he does. I see him was very keen going to the barrier, but he's got talent as well. But he's just a genuine horse stockman and uh, you've got to admire him. Um, when he gets in a suitable race, he's always very, very competitive. Joe Pride, he got a double on the day. This was um, the first of the double, uh, with uh, Taxu coming up later in the in the program. Sam Clipperton was on board as well.
He's clearly a, a, an absolute gunwet tracker and you know, at this time of year he's going to get plenty of those so right time of year to have him up. He needed the run the other day, he went in sort of seven weeks between runs into, that, um, into the wait for age race and he needed it but today he was sort of spot on for it and a uh, great group of owners. It's an open day on at uh, Inglis tomorrow for proven thoroughbreds so okay. if anyone wants to come out and, and buy the next stockman or private eye they should come along. Yeah the Sydney Cup very much so so I'd love to see him run the two miles and I think he will. Um, Tavisok out of his abilmere suggests that he'll get that kind of trip and um, he just gets better as he gets older and uh, he's an exciting well he's an exciting prospect he's been around a little while now but he's it's great to have a horse like him up at this time of year because um, we still haven't seen the best of him and uh, he, he can really stay my confidence grew actually when um, Joe was very confident about the horse he said going in the ch into the chipping Norton he, he probably just had him um, one gallop off and uh, look he was only beaten four lengths by best weight for, weight, weight for age horses in the land so um, on paper is a great chance dropping back to 55 kilos over a, uh, a trip that he loves on ground that he loves and a track that he's got great stats on so everything worked out I was able to actually ride him a little bit closer but still in a nice comfort zone and not ride him upside down and um, he took a little bit of riding but um, to his credit Mount Popper was really challenged and and my horse uh, wasn't going to let him get past, so probably one with a little bit in hand. And um, look, I've always had a lot of time for this horse. He's he's just a gentleman to ride, and um, he's racking up a great re uh, record for his connections. There was a great crowd there yesterday at Rosehill Gardens. Uh, it's the first time in two years, the first carnival in two years, where we've had no uh, COVID restrictions. So it's it's open slather, and you can really feel the atmosphere there once again. So we're looking forward to a Golden Slipper Day. There's the Sydney Cup market, which uh, he is being set for Stockman. Looking forward to Golden Slipper Day with five uh, Group 1s on the program. We'll have the Tancred and Vinery the following week. So that'll uh, wrap up three weeks at Rosehill Gardens before we turn our attention to day one of the championships uh, then we've got a, a string of meetings there at Royal Ramwick uh, but the two days of the championships aren't too far away. Slipper week coming up. Barrier draw on Tuesday and in a moment we're going to find out uh, more about these two winners yesterday from Duff and Corey the Magic Knight and Pago Pago winners who go straight into the Golden Slipper with the barrier draw to be conducted at Rose Hill at 11 o'clock on Tuesday. Well, it was a big day for the Cummings family yesterday. Son Edward won the Australian Cup with Dewis. Father Anthony got one into the Golden Slipper with She's Extreme. Uh, we also saw uh, a win by Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Bott trained uh, Cult Rise of the Masses. Uh, it wouldn't be a slipper without Gay. And of course, Adrian's tasted success once in a Golden Slipper and he's hungry for more. First up, let's talk about She's Extreme, ridden by Tommy Berry, puts herself into the Golden Slipper after this wet track win seven days out. Yeah, and it mightn't be a bad combination either if we do get these drizzling couple of mils every day this week. It's, it just sets up for a backup horse, which we saw a lot of horses with recent runs win yesterday, and which we need on these real testing tracks. It's going to be very hard for the first uppers and the horses with a break between runs. And this filly has put a name up and she's run the time, Corey. She, she, yeah. There's something to like about her. I thought it was a gun ride too. Uh, Tommy Berry had um, young Sammy Clipperton on a swift sweet, um, made him do a bit of work and he couldn't get in and then he allowed him to come, well he come back and allowed him to get in but I just thought it was an absolute gun ride. Um, I really like this horse Ronnie, the more I watch the replay, you know I know she ran a full second quicker than the, the Colts and Geldings um, but just the way she attacked the line on that going, um, Oh, I thought it was super. And she's sort of a little bit adaptable. I think she could go forward, she can go back, she can sit in the middle. So I think she's adaptable to a drawer as well. Now just looking at her and she's holding nice conditions. She's a lovely big quality filly. And yeah. uh, after not even considering her as all as a, as a slipper prospect. Sort of come from left field. She, well, this is the year it's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, look, magic carpet was okay. Had no excuses there. Swift, sweet. It's going to be a nice filly. More so next preparation. And I think there's a filly there that I want to follow in easier class, um, Yankee Hustle. Yankee Hustle. Got something yeah, to, runs to through the line good. Yeah, so yeah right through the, the line. But right it's all about the winner, Greg. I think she's, um, she's become a live chance next week. And here is the trainer, Anthony uh, Cummings, along with Tommy Berry after the race. 
I suppose she's had that practice now, and what she was sort of losing in experience in those first couple of runs, she's now got under her own belt. So that showed when it got tough, um, and she's just high-quality filly. See, at one stage there, she was going to be even money. Yeah, well, I think given the risk of the, like a different sort of wet track today uh, and the, the fact that she was wide again, the wide barrier beaten her twice so far, uh, even money was probably a, a bit of unders, but I mean, they got to something like the right price and yeah. uh, the punters went again. What about on the backup? You've got seven days to try and do what your son did with Kiyomichi. Well, that's right. So, you know, coming into it like a month ago, I didn't think that that would suit. Uh, but she surprised me every time in the way she sort of uh, bounced back from each run. Uh, and the, the, after the last one, I sort of given up hope of being in the slipper at all. But she sort of came back and talked me into uh, sort of going today, uh, and I'm expecting she'll do exactly the same. So, you know, she'll bounce back and she'll be ready to go again by Tuesday, and, and often uh, ready waiting for the next Saturday. I thought I had my ride, but yeah, she was very impressive today. And this track's very heavy. I can't see it drying out too much towards next week, especially with a bit of rain coming down. But she's got a nice sense of timing about her. Um, I think Anthony would be pretty happy. I, I trialled her a first trial, I really liked her. And then after I trialled her a second time around, I said, Anthony, I think she might be close to looking for the paddock. And he said, you just leave it up to me. So I didn't ride her a first couple of starts. And then I said, can I ride her now? And he, <laughs> he said, yeah, not a problem. So full credit to Anthony. He's done a great job with the filly. OK, so uh, it could have been a bigger day for Anthony Cummings, but... Um if you saw Sway in Melbourne, it went a bit pear-shaped there, and he was still lamenting that long after She's Extreme uh, had won the Magic Knight Stakes. Let's go to Rise of the Masses now. What do you think of this, boys? Yeah, look, just a, a good, tough tradesman-like performance. That's the type of horse he is. And you never underestimate, you know, Gay and Adrian's Golden Slipper Day, but uh, he, he, things will... You know, he'll run well, but the, the figures just aren't there. He, he, it was a good, tough win. It's as simple as that, Corey. I didn't mind the run of the actual, the second horse, um, Sweet Ride. John Van Overmeer, I thought it boxed on good. Um, it's just a hard day, Ronnie, like we said, to make ground. Oh, forgive, sort of, magic, I don't know. I, he, was, he was an eye-catching run last time, but he just didn't sort of have that that zest getting to the line that he had for, you know, first go. Yeah, look, the, he was all the talk, Magic, and uh, he, he disappointed. But like I say, uh, he's a young horse, um, first time on a heavy nine or whatever it was, and you've got to be just forgiving for these types of horses. He's a gap between runs uh, where the winner was just rock, rock hard, rock hard. And so I, I want to be forgiving. Obviously, he's out of the slipper picture now. Whether he's still in the size produce picture, I don't know, or whether he goes to the paddock and they concentrate uh, more on the spring. And Williamsburg is probably... Uh, a better horse for, for, for the longer races as well. I want to show you the strap of this horse. He's uh, an impressive young man, I'm told. Now, this uh, Mitchell Connors. Now, this is Mark Connors' son, they tell me. So he's got a good pedigree. He's obviously his <laughs> uncle Heath was a trainer at some stage. He's, his grandfather, Clary, was a champion trainer. Clary Connors Sr., his great-grandfather. And he's working for, for Gay and Adrian, and they've got a good rap on this young man. He's a foreman there now, so... I think he is the future. He looks like a future trainer to my eyes. He's having a good grounding, that's yeah. for sure. Especially with the two-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the Connor's name carries on, and it is Golden Slipper Week, and Clary, uh, it, he made it his own when, uh, when he was at the peak of his powers. Golden Slipper... Um, market coming up after we hear from Adrian Bott and also Timmy Clark. I've always had a, a good opinion of, so I think it is a very deserving of his place in the slipper. Should um, you know, Sir Owen Glenn want to, want to take him that way, but I, I do feel it certainly make his presence felt. He's just just been putting it together. Um, you know, even today we saw he's sort of just wandering around a little bit, uh, wasn't able to sort of quite put the put the race away. But when he got into a fight, he he really knuckled down and, and, and was very strong late. What about the seven-day backup? I don't think Gay's ever done that before. No, look. We haven't necessarily been in this position uh, recently, um, but look, I think he'll handle it well. As I said, he's had probably a different different lead up, um, but we've been mindful this was probably the path we had to look at look at taking. So, um, look, I think he'll handle it. I still think there's further improvement to come, um, and, and if he does everything right in, in the next couple of days, it would, it would be great to see him take his place. Yeah, I was always confident um, that my bloke was going to be the strongest out of the two late, and that proved um, to be correct over the last little bit. He, he really knuckled down, and I just think that he still. I haven't seen the best of him yet, no doubt. He um, he still gets a bit lost and, and waits for him a little bit. So I think if, if he happens to get into a, 
a race where they go really fast and he actually doesn't have to lead and have one to chase, he, he may even be better. But um, he's definitely c continued to learn and, and put it together all preparation and hopefully he's peaking at the right time. Do you think he can improve enough to win the slipper? Well, I think they're a very even bunch, so he probably doesn't have to improve a lot. Um, Gay's won plenty of them, so she knows what she's doing, so I won't question, uh, question her and um, hopefully he just turns up in good order next week. Well, surely anything can win this Golden Slipper. Anything. Uh, Coolangatta, Sajardin, Russian Conquest, Best of Bordeaux, She's Extreme. Look at all these winners of the lead-up races. Coolangatta um, Duff uh, what, had a, a jump out at Newcastle. I haven't seen this vision yet, but I think we've got some sort of vision from Newcastle on Friday. Little trial, little unofficial trial, and she, she seemed to get, go through the motions well. And uh, the big thing... Uh, for her, but she's got, you know, obviously Kieran can get his horses pretty fit at home. He's proven that in the past. Uh, but, you know, going into a slipper now, if it all revolves around the weather this week. Uh, but she does it well, uh, winning the jump out, and I think there's good reports about her. And the other horse, Bester Bordeaux, he's the other one that's got to go into yep. this slipper with no recent run. Yep. Uh, he had a trial the other day on Friday, but you know, hard race conditioning, going into a, a slipper on a track. Yeah. And, and just on this track, um, we, 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 we like robots. We set up the, the system, you know, rail normal, rail yeah. three, rail six. So this is how it happens over the, the carnival. So that's why, in concrete? That's in concrete? They, they, well, I think it is. It's yeah. the same every year. There's no reason why this track should not be rail normal next week. It should be. It should stay there. No it, one went near it No yesterday. one went near the rail. Mm. They've all used that three-metre spot they're going to pull it out yep. to. Uh, I, I think... You've got to judge things as they happen. So I, I would have thought there'd be a, a, a really good case to say, no, that we're going to leave the rail in the normal position. Yeah. It didn't get any work there on Saturday and then probably three metres for the next one. You don't have to use the six metre yeah. rail position. But sometimes we get, and mentally, this is how we do things yeah. and this is how we stay. We don't change the rules. But anyway, we'll see what happens. You're spot on, Duff, and I think the ATC uh, should comment on that. If they haven't touched that rail, why move it at all? We'll, we'll follow that up during the week. Um, Guy Tra has been retired. Now, he never won an Everest, but by gee, he added so much to the race. Uh, running it at a couple of times, uh, winning a Yes, Yes, Yes stakes, winning a Lightning. Uh, he was a pleasure to watch here in Sydney when we got the chance, Ron and, uh, Ron and Corey. Love that horse. He's just such an old tradesman, you know, like... Didn't get the pleasure of riding him, but um, I would have loved to have owned him and ridden him. But um, but yeah, he, he'll be missed because he, he just, like you said, Greg, he, he added to the every field that went around, he added. Yeah, he brought excitement to that, yeah. the first Everest, and the way they promoted him, Inglis, and uh, yeah. he become the people's champ, champ, the pride of Adelaide, the giant killer. <laughs> we, we had lots of names for him. He was just a, a, a great talking point, and he, and, he, and he put in every time he yeah. went round. So he, he's, he did a lot for the Everest. Yep. Uh, the Tab Everest, and he, you know, he's had a great big, career. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill, yep. And Gordon Richards uh, joined in and enjoyed it as much as anyone uh, getting his horse of a lifetime. Let's go to a break with Guitra winning the Yes, Yes, Yes stakes. Uh, this was after he ran in the Everest and he put on a great performance to, to Down Hort, bring on her in uh, one of his best wins. Man at peace just in front. Aubrey on her take the inside run at one of the outside. They're three clear from Guitra, who's starting to knuckle down to the task now. It's Aubrey on her taking the lead. Aubrey on her two lengths clear. Guitra's running home powerfully. Aubrey on her two in front. Guitra's cutting back the margin. It's Aubrey on her. Guitra, it's going to get desperate and Guitra went home best. Guitra nailed Aubrey on her to win it. In third position, I think, imaging just in front of Eduardo. Then man apiece, Mr. Seawolf, star of the seas. A gap back to Deprive and prime candidate in the South Aussie's done it. Got to meet a, a very impressive young man yesterday. He was up from Bendigo. He brought a horse called Just Folk with him. His name's Josh Julius, and he's hit the big time in Sydney. He has. We got stung by the uh, the team from Bendigo yesterday. You, you could see it was a nice little setup for this horse. He'd had all the wet track form. He'd run him in two hard races where he was just tucked away and run well at massive odds and finds a suitable target for him. 
and I think he was always in control. Well, his father was a great jump jockey. He won a Hiskins and a and a Grand National, um, so he's from a great racing family, Josh. And and it's a good story. He's, he always travelled. He gets a, a ticket into the Doncaster Mile now, and who knows if he gets a wet track, he might be something. Um, you know, one of the one of the long shot chances. Um, I, I still think Ellsberg went very, very well. He got taken out of his yeah, comfort zone. I, so I was about to say, young Tommy Sherry uh, on Blue Soldier, sort of just you know dug up underneath him, took him out of his comfort zone. He definitely likes to lead races. Yeah, I, I, he likes to be in control. Yeah, he does. And Kiku was a bit better. I thought she was going to emerge when she got uh, got out there, but she just sort of won batted on the on the heavy track. Brutality was just fair. And uh, Danny Williams, he's, he's another one. Jell Mari, um, if benchmark 55 was it charging was to the line. catching very good. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> let goes back in class. Or maybe it was, it's a wet tracker as well. Yeah. There's, don't encourage him. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't encourage Danny. He's, he's got it all under control. <laughs> what what um, I want to Let's know. go and hear from Josh Julius. <laughs> yeah. No, what I want to know, what's Jason Collett going to do with this hair? Like well, he, he's he's putting it he's putting it oh, up for auction to be taken off, but the run that he's having, I I think he'd be silly in taking it off, well, shearing it off. You, you, we're going to get another auction to keep it on. <laughs> That's right. We could have a bidding war here. <laughs> get on your social media hashtag keep the mullet. Uh, let's go, let's go to uh, Josh Julius and um, and and the the flying mullet. Wow, Greg, that's um. We took a big risk. Uh, we're obviously a very small stable in Bendigo and taking this horse away from home and been away from uh, Cassie, my wife, and Frankie, uh, two and a half year old daughter, for a week and it's been the longest I've ever been away from them and it's, it's been tough but uh, Cassie will argue that I had, had Marty or Just Folk here to keep me company. She, uh, she thinks she's come second fiddle to him and she might just have to for a, for a while longer. How old are you, Josh? Uh, 32. And how's this, how much is a small team? You say you've got a small team. How many in work? Uh, we've got 18 in work back home, so we're well, 17 back home with uh, this fella up here. But um, uh, we've got a very loyal band of owners, and um, yeah, they'll all get as much a thrill out of this as, uh, as as we will. Do you dare dream about a Doncaster? You have to dream, Greg. It's uh, this is a racing industry. It's it's full of dreams. So. Uh, we said this horse wouldn't know himself with 55 and a half kilos on his back and Jace has obviously given him a terrific ride and um, he won't know himself again in three weeks with 50 on his back, that's for sure. Yeah, very tactical out there, Corey. Like, I sort of, when David Payne's runner kicked up and held the lead this time and sort of probably made it like it was going to be a touch more genuine and he was a touch keen, but once they crossed to the fence and we all sort of folded into position, it, he came back and relaxed and I was initially going to follow Ellsberg, but Timmy did his uh, set off the lead and... I sort of went back to the end and just sort of put a bit of pressure on just to get him to get up into that spot um, or outside the lead to try and inject a wee bit more tempo. Given the way that you're having the run with the mullet, mate, that won't be going before the carnival event? Yeah, it's getting chopped next week, Corey, so uh, it's either going to get done Saturday night or Saturday, I think, after the, maybe the slippers. So there's a, fu a fundraising page if, if anyone wants to get involved. It's for the Kenya, so you know, it's, it's for a good cause. Okay, can we find that? Can we find uh, that fundraising page and put it up if anyone would like to to donate to to get rid of that thing? Uh, there's the Doncaster Mile, uh, six dollars. Animo nine. I'm thunderstruck. Is he coming, Ronnie? I'm thunderstruck. Well, I'd say we'd find out after next week, with after the All Star Mile, whether he comes. But I'd say it's always right. been on the agenda, and I reckon he's I reckon he's airborne. He'll be hard to beat next week, and. And if, if Animo decides to go there and can, will converge, as, um, he, he's a beauty. And uh, that's shaping up really, really nicely there. Um, as it should, the Doncaster Mullet's one of our great races. And I think um, I'd hate to be your son Having coming you, home with yeah. a mullet, Greg. I'd, uh, <laughs> I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't advise that if your son uh, ever come home with a mullet. Well, <laughs> or, or no socks. <laughs> well, hey. No, he's no the the hair the hair I must say on the twenty three year old Jake is is a real problem. Uh, if Jason Collett's family thinks they've got problems, uh, I've got a bigger one. Uh, let me have a let me have a look at this now. I, I've interviewed Daddy Williams many times over many years. I have never seen him more emotional. This really hit him right in the heart yesterday to see what this horse has done. Let's uh, go to the replay of the Morris McCartan Stakes and the Buzz Horse, Shelby 66. 
Well, well, what, you know, like I say, I don't know what to say. Yeah. You know, four weeks running, and you thought, oh, well, he, he's not going to do that again after that freakish performance uh, in the challenge. And here he is. I'm looking at five dollars there, and I'm saying, look, look, look at these fools taking this five dollars. <laughs> this thing, it, oh, it'll never reproduce what he did last year. Yeah, night. they thought it was a fluke the week before, but no fluke. Um, I, I just think it's great for racing. You know, oh. you see things happen like this. Um, yeah, off to the galaxy. It's a great story, and I think obviously they'd be hoping that we do get rain this week, and we do have a heavy track for the galaxy, and. Um, it was just—he's a horse in the zone, and he was—he's been—he was struggling to win in the country for 18 months. And uh, even on—even on the backups, like watching him parade again, he was best in the enclosure yesterday. Like he, there's there's no dints in him. He's been going to war every week, but there's there's no dints in him. He's he's not showing it in his in his in his body. He's no, looking no, good. I, I heard Daddy on radio with Ray Thomas this morning. He said the secret to a few of my horses. He said, oh, Alan Carty, who's, 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 yep. who died away. A, couple, a few weeks ago, he said, I just saw him before he went and he, he said, no one's using my pool on the property. And uh, then he says, I've been using the pool and he's got yep. more tools to his trade now. And it just, uh, just shows you and how his horses are racing. Well, let's go and hear from uh, Danny after the race and uh, also Tommy Berry after what was uh, the most exciting win of the day, Shelby 66. No, no way. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Where's he come from, Danny? He couldn't get into the country championships qualifier narrow because his rating wasn't high enough. You had to send him to the Sapphire Coast to get his rating high enough and he couldn't win there. He got beat. <laughs> well, he doesn't know. <laughs> um, the wet tracks, he, he's just um, excelling. And... Um, He's a happy horse, you know, so it's a bit like happy horse, happy wife, happy Yeah, happy life. life. Yeah, so. You, uh, you seem <laughs> happy. You seem like this horse means a hell of a lot to you, or the victories and the maybe the training performance and the horse's performances really meant a lot to you. Well, look, uh, the last seven days has just been um, an incredible ride. We, yeah, like it was a thrill to win a highway two weeks ago a class two <laughs> so um, look we're just along for the ride it's fantastic and uh, you know I, I, I just got to thank everyone around me you know it, it wouldn't happen you know it just wouldn't happen so you go within a neck of beating Eduardo one week winning a Morris McCartan the next it would mean five weeks in a row backing up but are you considering bringing him back here for the galaxy Bloody oath. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my foreman said that he, even when he won his highway, I think he won the, the quickest last 600 of the whole day. And as we know, it was pretty strong racing on that, on that card. So I can't really take any credit for that. All credit goes to Danny and his team and, and all of his staff at home. Like, uh, tell me a better looking horse in the yard today. He looked amazing. He felt amazing. And I was a little bit worried. The, the strapper said to me before the race, um, He's a little bit quiet today. I'm not sure if that's good or bad. And I said, well, is he usually like that? You'd be like that after four weeks running. <laughs> I would be. Well, maybe that's what I need to settle me down a bit. But um, no, nah, look, as I said, just full credit to the team. It's a pleasure to get on horses like this and uh, put in 110% every week. And um, you might be back to do it again next week. Apparently at the lie down for two days after <laughs> clashing with Eduardo and Nature Strip, but if it only takes two day two days rest to get ready and up again to go uh, for the next one, so be it. Isotope uh, four dollars is coming to uh, Sydney. Uh, Marzu, a rising star, and he's not on that list, but he's now a thirteen dollar chance for the Galaxy. Goodness gracious, Shelby sixty six. <laughs> that no. is next week. Uh, that is next week, Golden Slipper Day, amongst five Group 1s on the program. It's, uh, it's a great day of action, Ron and Corey. It just comes thick and fast all day long. It certainly does. Yeah. I see one of those horses in that market, that Maotai, who's an emerging sprinter as well. He, he had a, went to have a trial on Friday and he refused to go in the barrier. They've all been saying he's always been a bit scary at the barrier. So whether he's got a trial again to pass, I don't know. So that's a little bit worrying for Casey and, and her team and with that horse, Maotai, whether he's got a trial again before he gets to that galaxy, I don't know.
Okay, we're going to come back and uh, wrap things up with the uh, the other races on the program before we have a look at a bit of provincial midway championships and some country championships from here at Canamble. Let's go back to the first of the day. Invincible Kiss won her second midway for trainer Wayne Seelan. Well, what can you say about this mare? Uh, she's just uh, another big story, I thought. She's just been a seven-year-old. She, she never runs bad. Just tough. Like, she loses the bridle. She doesn't look like she's ever going to win until the last hundred. She just boxes on. She's just a, another, another tough tough old mare. I tell you what, there was plenty of negatives about her. Her two worst runs in her career were at 1200 metres, but you just can't beat that will and desire. And that's exactly what she's got. So uh, Wayne's done a terrific job. He's done a terrific job with a couple of those old, you know, those yeah. old horses, Isotope, and he's got a couple of others there that he, he just keeps happy and Gets racing in his own. well. And, uh, I thought it was a good run by the runner-up, two up. Uh, didn't have a lot of luck for young Chris Williams. Um, got posted three wide, and then made a bit of a not a mid-race move, but sort of tried to stroll up and um, put, a, put it in the race, but a little bit unlucky. Definitely yeah. one to watch. I like Dullalat. I think it was worth the throw at the stumps, but he'd be better off on a dry track, and he's a coming midway winner for sure. Uh, here's Wayne Seelan and Rhys Jones. He's won races from back in the field before, and uh, she can maintain a nice long run, and Rhys is riding great. He, he knows her so well. You told us when she won last time what you do with them in between runs and they spend a lot of their time out in a paddock enjoying life. Yeah, well, she loves her racing and seems to be loving life these days, as you can see. From the wide gate, we didn't want to put too much pressure on her early just to see her run her out. Um, as it turned out, she didn't want too much further than 1,200 today, but you know she got into a three-wide recovered position just behind the speed, travelled nicely, hit that flat spot that um, we know that she can get and just got to ride her through it and she was too good today. Second win on the day for Joe Pride. First one for Tyler Schiller. This is Taxu. Yeah, well set up. He's, he loves to fight this horse, loves to roll along, get him off the bit. And with no weight, that's exactly what he did. He had his headgear on yesterday. He's a great wet tracker. And if he continues to get softer tracks, he's going to charge through a few more grades yet because he, he absolutely run these ragged. Yes. Uh, run them off their legs. <laughs> he certainly did. And he's only second up. So... Um, the two fit horses run second and third, racing well without winning, Matawatapi and Poetic Charmer. And those other horses just found it a little bit hard, those horses first up and that uh, just couldn't... You know, chasing on that going. Chasing on that going first up. So I want to be forgiving of Ma and Pa Syndicato, who just has to improve his manners uh, a little bit. He was, he goes, you know, he's a bit of a hothead in the yard and he looks a handful, obviously. We, we know his history. So we'll keep tabs on him as he, he gets into a preparation. But And just for the record, Greg, I didn't go in there and tell young Tyler how to ride it, as in like letting it roll to the front. I know Joey Pride <laughs> said I'd like to take the credit for it, but I went in there to tell him, first up, he's just had his reins flapping and wasn't really standing over the horse. And just going back through his replays, he's a horse that I think needs to be stood over. And he did that yesterday, so it was a good ride by Taylor. Yeah, he does need standing over that horse. Oh, I'm... I'm I'm just worried overall about the advice you're giving these apprentices. Uh, Duffy <laughs> did a half-hour speech at the Apprentice School on Wednesday at Scone teaching kids how to steal rides off other jockeys. <laughs> well, that's, that's no. half the battle these days. Well, if they aren't doing it, someone else is. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to sell yourself. <laughs> Joe Pride and Tyler Schiller. Definitely thought he was going too quick. Um, but he's an unconventional horse. He's actually a brother to Shrikandi, and he's... He kind of doesn't do, do things the normal way at any at any point, and it was good for Tyler to get a feel of him the other day. And I know he sat down with his with his boss Mark Newnham and, and had a good chat about what he was going to do today in terms of how to how to handle the horse. And Corey just said he even had a word to him as well. So he had plenty of bits oh, of advice. A lot of advice. <laughs> so but it all worked out. And if they lose, they never tell you they got advice. But if they win, everyone gave them some. I but, told him how to ride that, you know. Yeah. Look, uh, can I just say take a moment to say so much credit to my team at home. It was the worst week I've ever had in training. Honestly, it was just a nightmare. Had to float 48 horses to the track on Tuesday morning. The team at home never gave up. They were walking through the rain, probably wondering why. And we've got a double here today. It's, it's a reward for a lot of hard work. And I know that a lot of other people didn't, didn't work their horses. Uh, 
we just kept going and as I say, full credit to them. We're hoping to be a bit positive today, hopefully take those kinks out of his armour and he travelled really nicely, still wanted to get off the track but it was happy in this ground getting off the track because it's so wet that he just got to the best part. Were you always happy in the run? I was from the 600 when I got to let him go and he hit the line really strongly and was really tough today. And to the last, race 10 on the program and Russo gets the money. Yeah, well, they just went out hard here, and it was just the the fittest horse, the horses with the horse with recent racing, uh, Russo had had a good grounding. He he puts them away well at the 350 here. He just bang, he's off, he's gone. He may have gone a little bit soon, but he has enough in hand uh, to win. Um, a lot of these horses punctured out the back after riding that speed. Habian Fury, obviously he's a good horse, fresh. He did this first up last preparation before not going on with it. Olympic Gaze, one of his better runs. Forever You wants further than 2,000 metres. And the three-year-old uh, Derby types we were spruiking there um, have to bounce back from that. Benno and Zoom on a touch disappointing after riding that speed. We go to uh, Charlie Duckworth representing Chris Waller and uh, another winner for Tommy Berry. Comes off of some pretty good form with Crystal Pegasus down in Melbourne. Um, and he, he, was, yeah, he was really tough today. He actually won in similar fashion with Damien Oliver a couple of starts back. So look, he's, he's actually probably a pretty, pretty progressive horse. We were sort of confident that he, he was a genuine top three chance and obviously the form with our own horse um, boosted that for us. So. Like awkward draws and, and heavy tracks obviously th throw punters off and like he's, he's just very tough and honest. Where to now? Oh look, we'll, we'll try and poke our way through and, and see where he ends up, but he obviously stays well. Um, I know he's coming to the end of it there, but I think he was entitled to the run he made. Just everything panned out in my favour, as you said, I got three wide with cover, which is probably as well as I would have hoped for in that race. And probably got there a bit early, but everything sort of started falling away, coming to the corner and he just cruised up for me. And, Watching his races in Melbourne, he doesn't have a great turn of foot, he just stays on really well. So I wasn't going to hang around waiting for anyone and um, he just did that, he stayed it out very strong. Sabrinko, Don Luigi, great news, trying to circle out deeper with Calgary Queen around the bend. Eyewitness gave a mini kick, three quarters clear. Majestic shot into the clear if good enough. Great news is running on now and then followed Kinlock, 150 to go. Great news after Majestic shot. Kinlock's coming very late. Great news, Kinlock over the top. Yes, I think it won. I think Kinlock in the last top will beat great news and a great finish to the qualifier. It was a really nice return and aided by a really nice ride from Dylan as well. You know, he put him in the clear at the right time and it was good to see him knuckle down like that. He's always been a talent, this bloke. Yeah, a very professional horse, always shown a lot. And, you know, Chris had this race, picked out a long way away and, you know, he's always pleased us on his return as well. I had to get on the back of my role model dad, so I knew he was going to take me right where I needed to go. And... Thankfully, when don't he went, I just allowed me to get out, and this bloke oh, was a very good horse, and I just had to trust his turn of foot. And for a moment there, I was a bit worried the wheels spun, but once he picked himself up, he sort of he just got too much class. Look, I'm I'm just so happy with that. First up, three and four deep all the way, yeah. and which we thought that could happen. And the the winner tracked us and had a beautiful run. But um, look, she's in the final, and that's the main thing. Going into the race, how much improvement do you think that she would have after that? Oh, look, she was very fresh today and um, she's got a lot of improvement in her. She's a long way off being 100% um, wound up, so what she did today was a very good effort. I probably didn't give her a, an ideal first up ride, but I gave her yeah, the ride. Yeah, but she had a bad barrier. I did, and I had to give her the ride like that to get her in the final, you know. Ideally, I wouldn't have took off that early, but I had nothing to cart me into it. I, I didn't step great. I ended up sort of too far back, and I actually had Kinlock in a pocket inside me. But when I went early, just set it up for him. He got the beautiful run off my back, and I was just found wanting that last 50 yards. But she was entitled to do it. She was only first up of the one trial, so she's done a massive effort. And uh, look out, come the final. So the son beats the father there at Gosford. Chris Lees has qualified uh, three horses, winning three heats now with uh, Kinlock, Geo and Rustic Steel. Uh, what have we got? Tell me what markets are coming up, guys, because I want to get to this Canamble uh, race. Amulet Street is the uh, favourite for the Canamble Championships here at $2.80. Oh, I've got... Um, this was yesterday. All over the place. Goulburn. This was a Kembler uh, meeting transferred to Goulburn. Um, Sally Pops. Yes. Yeah, she was... Um, yeah, he's done a really good job with her, Robert Quinn. He's... Um, 
uh, nurtured us through. She's kept improving. I don't know whether it's going to be the right form for the final. Traves went pretty good there as well, but I'm not sure if that's the uh, the final. There's the market there, Greg. Great news, Rustic Steels. So all the right horses qualifying there, I would suggest, um, uh, going forward to the final. All right, here's uh, Canamble. It's a it's a tiny town, Canamble, but it's a it's a famous racing town. The mounting yard's named after Johnny London. His grandson Clint will be here today trying to get a horse into the final. He's got. Uh, well, I'm looking at a market here. That market's wrong. I don't I don't want to do a munzie here, <laughs> but that market's wrong. Um, Amulet Street. I've got two eighty and activation three thirty. Okay. We'll and then great buy at 460 for Brett Robb. So switch them around. Amulet Street is Huey Bowman. James McDonald doesn't have a ride in the championship qualifier, but he is riding here today. So this tiny town of Canamble are going to see two world-class riders at this meeting uh, riding throughout the day. Hugh Bowman, who grew up only down the road at uh, Dunny Doo, and James McDonald. Uh, well, he's going to get a shock when he gets here to Canamble because he's going to be confronted with a very, very good racetrack. Uh, they've done yeah. an amazing amount of work up here. Uh, they spend 12 months uh, getting this track ready for this big country championship day and they've really done a great job it is absolutely perfect i've spoken to one trainer uh, steve farley who uh, has got a horse in the last today he got here early just to go around and walk the track because he'd never been to the races here before and he couldn't get over the the quality of this racetrack so duff and corey it's a big coup for the club to get bowman and mcdonald riding here at this little town today yeah, it's. Uh, I hope they turn up, Greg, because uh, there was a bit of a nasty yeah. incident coming home from Melbourne last night, I hear. Yeah, and if they do turn up, there'll be a bit of yes. friction between those two boys. Um, James McDonald was sitting up in business class, Huey Bowman back down in row 25, and um, McDonald sent a bunch of pencils and a colouring in book down to Bowman. <laughs> so, <laughs> there'll be a little bit of friction. <laughs> I thought it was the other way round. I thought Bowman was <laughs> sending them to McDonald's. No, I, I will All I was, right, the way I was a, told. Uh, there'll be a square up anyway, either way. <laughs> Correct. All right. Thanks, boys. Uh, we'll be here all day for this 10-race program at Canamble. Preview coming up a little bit later, and the country championships will be uh, race eight on the program. Stay with us on Sky Thoroughbred Central for your complete coverage of Canamble, and it's also Black Opal Day down there in Canberra.